0: The doors are closed, but the store is open just for you. At the Crate and Barrel Private Registry Events, you can sip and scan your way through the store with music, food, drinks, and a fun party vibe. Don't worry, you'll get plenty of one-on-one guidance along the way from our dedicated registry experts. You can see your favorite gourmet brands in action with demos of the kitchen machines and tools that we've been eyeing. And when the party's over, head home with a special gift from us to Toast the Day, wink, wink, it's free wine glasses. Let's make it a date. RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at CrateandBarrel dot slash stores slash events. Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like you know cleaning products, well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut-scented Clorox Antiva. It smells like coconut, it cleans like Clorox, and it feels like inspiration.
5: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost
4: Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
5: Paradise is over and Peter Weber is your new bachelor. This is Almost Famous Podcast. Hey, what a week to talk about. Ashley and I are here discussing everything paradise, everything upcoming bachelor. We're discussing love. We have some of your happiest, happiest bachelor in paradise couples coming up on the podcast. But before we begin, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my week. I learned something yesterday that I want to start the podcast out with. Um, as Ashley gets settled in, uh, she gets her water. I want to tell a little story uh, that she's agreed that I should share. Uh, last night, I spent the evening – we're going to be talking a ton about this coming up. Um, Generous and sackcloth and ashes. So Generous is the company that I, uh, I've been operating now for the last two years. It is my full time job. It is a company uh, that we've talked about many times on the podcast. And Sackcloth and Ashes, which is one of uh, America's most recognized for purpose brands, uh, they do the one for one model. So they create amazing blankets and then they donate a blanket back to your local homeless shelter for every blanket purchased. Well, Generous and Sackcloth and Ashes have teamed up on a campaign that we'll be talking about on this podcast very, very soon. So get ready for that. That's going to be awesome. But, anyways, World Market, which is a, uh, which is a company that, that uh, is here in the U.S., they sponsored last night's blanket drop here in Denver, Colorado. So Sackcloth and Ashes, generous, uh, got together, and we donated blankets to the local Denver Rescue Mission here in town. And there's a story I want to share to set this podcast off because I think today's episode is about love. No matter what and no matter no matter what you've seen in Paradise and what you're gonna see in the upcoming bachelor seasons, we ultimately we've talked about it for weeks now. We watch it one because the drama intrigues us and excites us. And two, we think I think at least and a lot of people think that we watch it because uh, we can find people falling in love and ultimately we believe, believe love is a powerful thing. We believe love exists, and we can see it through these characters. So today on the podcast, we are going to be bringing in the couples who have found love and support. But with that, I want to share a story from last night um, that was told to us at the shelter. Uh, A man got up who uh, has been homeless for the last four years, Um, and he tells a story that he went to college. He actually went to a great school, um, Georgia Tech. He studied and got his degree. He left Georgia Tech uh, and had a terrific job. He uh, he was newly married to his wife, and he was saving money to purchase their first house. And uh, he woke up one morning to find his wife had passed away next to him in the bed. And he said at that moment, his world started to spin. His love of his life was no longer there. Three days later, he gets fired from his job. And I tell all this story for, for one simple purpose, because he, he, he was able to share it with us. And he's four years removed from this, but he shares this. He says, at that moment, my world started to spiral and I started to do things I never imagined I would do. I started to get into things I never thought I'd get into. I didn't have a job. I lost my loved one and I felt lost. And he says in the end of it, he ended up a person without a home. Because as he spiraled downward, there was no support to pick him up. And now he's finding the support of a community of people uh, that live in this uh, mission with him. And it brings me to this, is that we watch this show for fun and excitement, but we also need to understand the power that support and love can bring. And today's couples are committing to that with each other. And I thought that story right there showed the power – of of having the support of a community of people around you, the support of a loved one, so that when things do go wrong and life does start to swirl around you, there's somebody there to help lift you up.
0: I can't imagine, you know, being alone like that. I have a neighbor. Ugh, she told me, like, the same thing. She's, like, in her 90s, and she never got married, never had kids. Like, all the rest of her family is gone, and it's just heart-wrenching. I'm just – you know, I thank God every day for – Jared and our families, and how well supported we are.
5: Definitely, yeah. I think it just shows. And as we as we uh, celebrate with these couples who have found love, and we celebrate Peter Weber's new experience. As I said, let's not underestimate the fact that these are make, these people are making a commitment to love and support each other, just like uh, Jared and Ashley have. And for all those those out there that are not married, um, a community I think is incredibly important. And that's why this podcast is so awesome. Sometimes because I do know the Facebook group. And through the emails and the the hashtags that we get, the, there is a community being built around this podcast, and we could not be more thankful, honestly, to be a part of that. Hey, to kind of switch gears here, Ashley, I, I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about another big announcement, as we've mentioned before. Last oh, night, I was announced that. as the host of the Bachelor yes. Live tour, coming to sixty-five cities around What's the U.S. 65 uh, cities. That's wild, ben, isn't it?
0: Vent 65 cities. When I saw the rundown, I was like, maybe he means 60 js
5: <laughs> No. You're
0: going to it's 65 huge.
5: cities? It's wild. And we've talked about it before, but um – Again, here's the format. So one Bachelor uh, in each of these cities. It's different for each of these cities. And then 10 women are going to be chosen as well. They're going to have first impression roses. They're going to have group dates, one-on-one dates, all leading up to the final rose. It's literally going to be the Bachelor in front of a live audience in 65 different locations. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be wild. It's going to be weird. I'm so pumped to be a part of it. Uh, I do think cool relationships will come from it. You know what's... It's not going to be easy, Ash. And there's something interesting that's happening. How are you going to do this?
0: I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at your tour dates: February yeah. 13th through May 17th. Wow, you're like cramming them in. There's like one every day.
5: It's literally one every day. I mean, it's huge. Um, it, it's it's going to be a huge task, a huge t- undertaking. We're going to be living on a bus, um, traveling to a city near you. We want to see you. I mean, these these venues have you know 2,000 people plus already uh, have committed to coming so it's going to be massive here's the thing ash what's really weird i need you to help me with this uh because i don't take it as personally as i used to but i was announced last night as the host which is a super cool thing for me i'm really excited about it it's going to allow me to work for generous on the road continue to work for generous and make an income Um, but after they announced it i've gotten more emails and more tweets at me saying get a real job than so ever crazy. before. It's so and crazy. I, it's, it's confusing to me because I haven't quite processed how this isn't a real job. Like this is a, what, if we define a job as something that helps you make a living, something you care about, you're passionate about. Well, I, I work for Generous. I run Generous. That's a big, big undertaking. We're growing quickly. But then on top of that, so I can work for Generous for free and volunteer my time there. As as the CEO, I need to find another way to make an income, and this gig, is, this hosting live show, is perfect for it. Why do you think people don't view this as a real job?
0: Um, my theory on this is that people believe that hosting and in events, appearances, social media, all the stuff that you know we do to the public, isn't is too fun to be considered a job. Um, but it but it is, and it is fun. And I know that the goal in life should always be to get a job that is fun and that you enjoy doing. And I'm really, really glad to say that I have that. It's it's such an amazing lifestyle we live, but it definitely doesn't mean it's not work, that it's not draining, that it's not tiring, that I don't have to exert a lot of energy during it. It's a job. It's great. Would I rather, you know, go out there and... And do like, you know, host a reunion show for a TV show or sit at home and watch a TV show. (laughs) I'd (laughs) probably rather sit at home or at least, you know, depending on how long it is. (laughs) It's it's so great. I'm so blessed every single day to get to do what we do. But just because the job is fun doesn't mean that it's not a job and that it's not fulfilling in many ways financially and like in my heart.
5: Ashley, we've got to celebrate love. We have some lovely couples on the line waiting to speak with us. They've got some exciting news, some big news, some shocking news at that. But before we bring them on, let's take one break and Ashley, tell all the listeners about Crate and Barrel.
0: I know you guys have heard a lot about Crate and Barrel, but Jared and I love it. It provided us a fantastic Wedding registry, our stuff, our place, like we've been gone for it for a while, but it's loading up with crate and barrel stuff and we're trying to place it and like really make what was my apartment, our home. And we were able to figure out what would go best with our home because we met with somebody at Crate & Barrel for a private registry event. Basically, you go in and there's somebody, an expert at Crate & Barrel, who will take you around the store and they're going to give you tips and advice on the best items to add to your wedding registry, whether you're trying to furnish a new home or just like add in some new unique pieces or useful pieces that you guys may need as a couple together. It's very, very helpful because when you walk in Crate & Barrel and you have the capability of scanning the products on your phone through their app. You're like, wow, I just would like to register for everything. And sometimes it's nice to have somebody there. It's like, okay, do you need that? Where is it going to go? Do you want that version of it or this version? And they can tell you about all the intricacies about certain, you know, mixers because mixers is such an adulting thing, but it looks really, it's like really nice to have in your kitchen. You're like, wow, I can have people think coming over for Thanksgiving. Um, each couple that does sign up for a private registry event will get to leave with a special gift, which is a fun takeaway to remember your experience you're always going to remember registering for your wedding. You know, it's one of those milestone steps. It's pretty cool. So you can RSVP today for a Crate & Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. Again, RSVP today for a Crate & Barrel private registry event for all you engaged couples out there trying to plan a wedding registry. Just go to crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
5: all right we have the couples who have found love on paradise i mean we couldn't be more supportive of them we love each and every one of them i was celebrating watching it from my seat i know ashley was as well ashley is is i'm sure emotional of this we have chris bukowski katie morton dylan barber and hannah got on the phone right now in one location hello everybody
0: What's that? Hey. So I saw these guys earlier this morning on Stray Hand Sarah and Kiki and I'm like asking them all these questions. I'm like, Were you surprised? Blah blah blah. Um, I couldn't keep it in, so we're gonna repeat some of those questions, but it was so nice <laughs> to see you guys and they were so happy and like newly in love. It's so nice.
5: So here's how this is going to work, everybody on the phone. I know you're sitting in one location with one phone. And so I think how we should do this is if we could just pass the phone around. We'll call you out by name, ask you questions. We want to hear from each and every one of you. But let's start with Chris Bukowski. Uh, Chris, can you hear us all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. Chris Your story in Paradise is one that uh, was unfamiliar to us as as fans of you. You, You've been on the shows before that's been made fun of and talked about a bajillion times. And I don't want to talk about that as much. I want to say, Chris, you've been on the show before, so we've gotten used to your story, which has been one of heartbreak, which has been one where sometimes you've you've been the villain. It's been a roller coaster ride for you. I want to ask you the first question is what made this year different?
7: You know, honestly, and I, you know, I keep looking back at it. What made it different for me this time is I literally went in and I knew absolutely nobody and I don't think anyone really knew who I was. So my experience was so authentic. I was really to build, you know, able to build real relationships down there. Um, And I just was more ready personally to, you know, kind of find someone and just be more open to it and open to the idea. So, you know, I'm glad I went back, glad I, you know, took the three years off that I did and and, and come back and and do Paradise.
0: Chris, you have, like, gotten some strong criticism from fans in the past, especially for as many attempts as you made to be on the show. How fun was it for fans to have so much fun watching you this season? I think I speak for the majority.
7: (laughs) Yeah, I think they were probably surprised, um, you know, to see me come back and, I guess, actually enjoy myself this time um i mean it was nice you know um i wish they you know showed more of uh and katie's relationship and even though there was a lot of struggle there was there was a lot um that wasn't seen um, but no it was it's great i mean it's always nice when people say nice things about you um, but you know <laughs> you know more importantly you know i'm focused on you know what i got out of paradise and you know that's my relationship with katie
5: Chris, uh, before we we pass the phone along, I want to ask you one question here. And I I don't know how to phrase it because it's going to be a little bit uh, poignant. Like there's something that I noticed last night. I don't know what it is. And maybe you can help us all understand it. Uh, But when you're either given praise or it feels like when you're criticized, you shut down. So it's moments where Katie's either either telling you, hey, I love you. I want to make this work or – hey, like, this isn't working, like, we need to fix things. There's just, like, all of a sudden, the Chris Bukowski that we love and who's joy-filled and funny and humorous, all of a sudden kind of, like, it feels like goes into your head. Like, I'll, I feel like your eyes roll back and you're like, all right, what am I thinking? What is that? I mean, where, where does that come from, and am I reading it totally wrong?
7: No, nah, I think it's, you know, just from before making quick Unthoughtful decisions, and in, in the past, and I feel like now I'm a little more careful on, on you know, what I'm doing, decisions I'm making, and what I'm saying in, in return, and you know, trying to keep everyone's you know, feelings in mind, and uh, at the same time, you know, protecting myself as well.
5: It makes sense. Makes
7: sense. Katie, no,
0: I, I get that. We'll pass the phone, the phone over to Katie right now to talk about your relationship further. Katie, uh, you guys obviously had uh, attention filled couple months since leaving the show. I want to know how you guys have sought, like, you know, how you continue to solve issues in your relationship. Like, what is your best advice to talk out conflict?
8: Okay, so it was really difficult because just even coming off of Paris, as a regular couple in real life, it's sometimes difficult to communicate but even coming off of Paradise when there are people that are kind of sometimes prompting you with questions for you to answer you feel um, it's a little bit easier to answer when someone else intervenes a little bit and when we came off the show um, I'm a lot more chatty than Chris is and so I think without sometimes some guidance it was a lot more difficult and we had to figure out how to communicate with each other when each other like don't want to be talked to. Like Chris is not a morning person, but I wouldn't have known <laughs> that in paradise. Well, having to talk every morning, you know, like I didn't know he doesn't want to talk to people the first two hours of him waking up. So it was just a lot of figuring out each other's communication styles and, um, yeah.
5: The how often, Katie? For you, you know, this is this is your first go around on Paradise, right? Yeah, so how how different for you is it to go from being on The Bachelor, uh, being around a few weeks, uh, but not the whole entire time, going then on Paradise and being there the whole time and finding love? D- did it? What, did you have anxiety? Were you fearful? What What was the emotions being on a show and finding love all at the same time?
8: So, to answer like the first part of that question, like the transition from The Bachelor to Paradise. It's- so different, you get so much more time with everyone. It's just honestly like unlimited amounts of time. So that's where the difference was there. But um, emotions are so much higher I feel because since you get so much time and there's no downtime at all, everything's happening so quickly, you almost can't process it. So I had a lot of fears, there was a lot of anxiety um, paired with very little sleep. And um, I feel like that heightens everything. Um, but I, there's parts where I thrived in paradise more than I was the bachelor, like the bachelor. I felt that I had such limited time. I would, I would try and rush and just try and get everything into one, um, you know, one sentence essentially, like a run on sentence right in front of Colton. And then in paradise, it was much more chill and I could go order food and come back to the conversation. So I liked paradise more for that in that way.
0: Earlier on good morning, America you were saying that um, you guys have made a lot of progress in the past two weeks since the finale was filmed. How did yeah. you make so much progress since then?
6: So I feel that we had been trying to
8: talk to each other, you know, before the reunion even happened. And it was tough because we weren't seeing each other in person pretty much at all. And it was just a very high pressure and it's hard to It was trying to figure out each other's communication and our love languages, essentially without seeing each other um, every single day, like we were in paradise. And it was really tough and it was hard because Chris is so much of a quality time person that Mm -hmm. not being around him and him not giving any words since all we had was the phone was so, so tough. And since then Um, we've spent a lot more time together. We took it upon ourselves to just say, like, you know, we're going to work on this in person. You're just going to have to come stay with me until I say. (laughs) And, And we've worked on it and had so much fun together and really, like, broken through some barriers that we've had and walls that we had up even after Paradise, just trying to figure things out. And we're so much happier now. It's so much better trying, like, not being in hiding, too, um, cause we were so separated and like secluded. And then when we would get together, it was just like, okay, we have 12 hours to just sit in this room just together. So, right. um, it was hard for us. We're very much like, we like to be around our friends. I like to see how he is with his friends and family. So it, it was interesting, different, but I'm glad we are where we are now.
0: How frustrating is it that you guys had to have bachelor nation see that as, like, basically the current status of your relationship if people aren't paying attention to this press day you guys have today?
8: Yeah, it's it's pretty frustrating, but, you know, at the same time, it was real, and it's something that helped propel our relationship and put a fire under both of our asses to um, really communicate and talk things out instead of leaving things just, like, leaving things on the table and walking away from it and not hashing it out. So we've learned to just like hash things out right as it happens and roll with the punches. It's a little bit frustrating that that was the end of our love story to all of America, just a walk away. But, um, you know, that doesn't matter at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, it's how we go from here. And so far so good.
5: Well, that's what I wanted to ask So you. I mean, can you confirm to everybody out there listening that you two right now are good?
8: Oh yeah, We're
5: great right now. Oh, Looking at awesome. him right
8: now. <laughs> yeah, um,
5: we're- hey, Chris, I have one last question for you. Speaking of doing well, uh, before we move on to Hannah and Dylan, who are uh, in the car as well, Chris, we heard a rumor that you were actually sick, uh, physically sick, through most of Paradise. What was going on there? Uh, and did it? I mean, I was sick during my time as the Bachelor. I knew that it affected me and my ability to to be in a romantic relationship for a lot of reasons, mostly because I couldn't get out of the bathroom. Um, Chris, what's going <laughs> on with you?
7: Yeah. So similar to you, I caught actually um, the, the day of uh, of uh, a one-on-one date with, with Jen, with Jen, I actually started to get sick and it was pretty sure we, we kind of keyed it back to something I ate. Um, so I spent about three days just throwing up, not being able to keep anything down. And uh. finally they're like, all right, you got to go. They flew in a doctor from I don't know where. Um, they flew, they me, flew in a doctor? 20... Yeah, they were they were worried because you guys saw the rented doctor they had on uh Yeah, on it's, not,
0: it's not a good one.
7: Yeah, that guy was like 23 years old, and I think he was just playing doctor. Um, but, yes, yeah, it, it was tough, and, you know, um, I was super dehydrated, and when I finally, like, they were like, all right, you want to leave or you want to come back? I'm like, you know, I want to finish this out. And, uh, even when I came back, man, I was, I was miserable. I lost like nine pounds, um, and, uh, came back and it was, it was tough. It was, you know, it's, it's it's hot and you know, you don't sleep a lot. So it's, um, it was tough to kind of go through it. So, I mean, I was miserable. I mean, I was, I was miserable for a lot of the time, but, uh, you know, I'm glad I was able to stick around and and see everything through.
0: I can't think of a worse It's nearly impossible.
5: I would imagine. I mean, I, I can go back, but this is not about me. This is about you here. I, I didn't have to spend my whole time on a beach uh, in the heat and uh, and also try to spend time with all these people and and build a relationship. Chris, uh, good on you, man, um, for pushing through it. And uh, Katie, great on you for sticking beside him. We're really excited about you two. And we're also excited about this next couple who we had uh, a co-host last week, Sydney. She loves Dylan Hannah. Uh, they, she thinks Dylan and Hannah are just the best people, but she said she didn't see a lot of them because a lot of time was spent in the boom, boom room. Oh. Now, uh, Hannah and Dylan, oh. to get this thing started, explain to the listeners out there, what is the boom, boom room? And Hey, be honest. Why are you in there all the time?
6: So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but sometimes we stay up really, really late in paradise. And so took a lot of naps. I mean, <laughs> you get the spin that you need. I'm not even usually a napper. There's
8: AC.
6: Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, there's AC. Fun fact. Um, and yeah, I mean, you don't have to be on all the time. And there's like not cameras.
10: We got breakfast in bed a few times.
6: Ooh, that's nice.
0: When they used to bring yeah. iced coffee to your room, that was like the greatest luxury iced coffee—they're so good. Oh, yeah. And the
6: breakfast tacos. Yeah, I took Ashley's advice for the
0: tostadas. tostadas. Oh, the tostadas, tostadas are so amazing. Earlier today, Han- Hannah said that she was more shocked to get engaged than Katie. That you than you were. Um, so, Hannah, explain to everybody why you were so surprised to see Dylan get down on one knee. Because none of us were surprised.
6: <laughs> well, I I wasn't sure if he was actually going to do it. Um, we, you know, we've kind of really had one job or one main thing to talk about during fantasy suite. And we just kind of left it as like, oh, well, you know, like in the moment kind of thing. And I think we both left the fantasy suite being like, oh, wait, so are we actually doing it or are we holding off for family? So I actually just wasn't sure. Um, but. Yeah, I I
10: think we really, we knew that we both wanted to be engaged. It was just a matter of her family being involved and my family being involved. And I think we just came to the conclusion that, I mean, it it was kind of like our moment. Everything culminated to that. And we knew that both of our families would be, we just kind of wanted to take advantage of of being there with our love story and everything. Because it obviously wasn't the easiest, but we're really happy I'm happy I did it. Yeah. I'm thankful and, said yes.
6: And our families um, do love each other. They, my family loves Dylan. Yeah, my um, mom loves Hannah. Yeah. So <laughs> it all worked out great.
0: Dylan, was there a precise moment where you were like, I'm going to propose?
10: Yeah. I, um, it was, I woke up the day of cause we, um, obviously like you kind of separate a little bit, but what, so I woke up the day of and. Um, the night before, I was insured, and I just felt so confident that day. Like, this is the woman I want to be with for the rest of my life, and I want to take advantage of the opportunity that we have right now and, and propose to her and show her that I fought for her from essentially, essentially the first day, and then I was committing to do that for the rest of my life. So it was a pretty cool moment, a realization, I guess.
5: We, uh, we started out the podcast today, you, you all didn't get to hear it, but we just started about uh, out the podcast about a story of how important community and support is at any level. So if it's really romantic, if it's with friends or just in a community of people, how important it is to support each other. Hannah and Dylan, I think the whole season, us fans of you, yours, were so intrigued with Dylan, how you supported Hannah at the beginning while Hannah was kind of figuring everything out and processing it. And then Hannah, the switch that you made a couple weeks in where you said, no, I'm choosing you, Dylan, because you are somebody I'm into. What? While you're in paradise, we talk about it every season and I'm going to try to phrase this correctly. What about those moments led you at the end to be confident that you were the right person for each other forever?
6: I think just, really having a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, even though it seems like we just made out the whole time and said, You rock um, we had a lot of a lot, a lot of time um, to really focus on each other, ask questions that mattered and, you know, ultimately just figure out if we could make this work in the real world because it was working great in Paradise Land, but the real world is different and it's scary. And so we really had those conversations and I think there was just a bunch of moments that really kind of validated that we wanted to be together. It, I don't know if it was the little moments like breakfast and, like, just doing small things together or conversations or just – I don't know. I think
10: yeah. – well, what do you think? I think with us, it was our communication. Like, from the yeah. very first night, we set the tone that we were going to be 100% upfront with each other and just tell each other everything, not pull any punches. Um, and I think from like that point on, we continue to do that every single day. And that just made me feel so confident in like where we were at and how happy we were together.
5: Well, I'll tell you one thing here at the almost famous podcast, our listeners who have emailed and messaged us and Ashley and I, the rest of the team, we're so th- uh, happy for all of you in that car right now, inc- including Demi and Christian who were uh, not able to be here. Uh, we just want to celebrate you all celebrate your love stories. Thank you, uh, for letting us be a part of that. Dylan, I have one last, final question for you before we hang up. Uh, I want to know—you have everybody know this man the best. What do you think of Pilot Pete being named the next Bachelor?
8: Pete,
10: Pete's going to be a great Bachelor. I think um, they had a great crop of guys to choose from. Whether you know it be Tyler, Mike, Pete, um, and I think Pete's just going to absolutely crush it. Wears hard on his sleeve. Um, I think there's going to be there's going to be a pretty cool love story at the end of it. And I know Pete's just really excited for the opportunity and, and ready to see those girls step out of the limo for sure.
5: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited to watch him. Hey guys, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks for sharing your moment with us. We will celebrate you uh, hopefully for years to come. Congrats all.
0: Thank you guys. Congrats. You. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
9: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You guys have heard me talk them up for basically a year now. Rothy's, the most comfortable flat you will ever wear. They're made out of recycled plastic water bottles. They're crazy comfortable and they're fully machine washable. If you haven't tried them, I'm really not sure what you're thinking because I've, I've done all my best at convincing you guys. They have over nearly a thousand perfect reviews and Meghan Markle wears them. And they—they're just like they're the shoes that your friend steals out of your closet. I know this from a firsthand experience. And they never give them back. <laughs> they're stylish. They're sustainable. They're washable. And they go with everything. You can get colors that go with everything. You can get these really cool prints. You can wear them with yoga pants. You can wear them with dresses and skirts. You can wear them to work, on a date, to the movies, walking down the street, around your house. They're perfect for everything. Plus, Rothy's comes with a free shipping and free returns policy. They also do exchanges. Rothy's owns and operates their manufacturing workshop where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Plus, Rothy's delivers directly to you in the shoebox. No unnecessary packaging. They're feel-good flats in more ways than just one. You can check out all their amazing styles. There's new styles and colors all the time. They're available right now at rothys.com slash famous. That is R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash famous. You can get your new favorite flats. They're comfortable, stylish, and sustainable. Don't know what you're waiting for if you haven't gotten one yet. And I'm sure that this is going to remind a lot of you who have gotten them to go and get some more. So it's rothys.com slash famous. Check them out today.
5: So we've obviously talked to two of uh, the lovely couples. We have one more that we were not able to get on the line today. They're busy. They're running around like crazy. It's Christian and Demi. They're engaged as well. Uh, Ashley, what, to you, what was that moment for Bachelor Nation and Bachelor history, not only last night, but just watching weeks and weeks leading up to this moment? Do you think this changes the, the, the whole thing? Like, Or what does this do for Bachelor Nation?
0: I think that the producers are going to have to figure out a way in order to allow situations like this to flourish again, Yeah. because the way that the structure of the show is now is, you know, it's 25 girls with a guy. And then in order for them to create more same sex couples, they're going to have to figure out the structure or do their casting differently. I think it's, I think it's a lot in the casting. I think, you may be having to cast more queer or bisexual people on the show as part of the main cast on the bachelor, the bachelorette. Do you, how do you think that they could go about it?
5: Well, I, you know, I don't know if there, I think it's a a really unique scenario. So like, yeah, you never is it a know, unique right? scenario
0: or are they going to be able, or are they going to want to do it again?
5: Well, I mean, they here's the thing. Love, love is love. <laughs> yeah. Love, is love, love, love a- is love and love is love. So like, here's the Demi makes a couple comments that helps me gain perspective into what I think is going to happen in the future. So Demi says she felt like she had a lot of pressure coming off of Colton season. Demi says she now actually feels undeniably herself and being undeniably herself means that she is in a relationship with Christian. I don't know. And I, I would, we would have to ask Demi. I don't know if Demi fully knew uh, what was going to happen to her relationship with Christian when she went on the Paradise, I think there was still the question of, you know, is this right? Is this wrong? Am I going to be criticized? We saw all season from her. And I think Paradise gave her the platform to be confident and to explore this relationship with Christian, which obviously led to them being happily engaged and in love. So in the future, I think the only change, I don't know if it's even a change the show makes, it's just now they know that it's a possibility. Like it's open. It's available. It's there. Like it's not going to be a shock when somebody comes and says, hey, I actually came down to paradise or, hey, I came on The Bachelor or I came on The Bachelor and I thought I was into the, the, bachelor, to the lead, but I'm actually into somebody of the same sex as me. Then I think the show now knows how to respond and their response will be, okay, let's make it happen. And i I, mean, it's, I, I, I think, think that, that is the big historical change.
0: I just think that fans are gonna get annoyed if it's continuously having to bring someone in from their own life, though, so that's why I'm yeah. saying that they're gonna have to cast more more you know people who are interested in both sexes, Don't yeah, you think? so like
5: you're saying that. It- the fans want to watch people in paradise who have been on the bachelor bachelorette. Yeah. Like I and, think this is a
0: one time yeah. unique thing because somebody was brought in from outside. I'm also like the last person to say that cause my sister was brought in, but I think like yeah. as a romantic interest, I'm not sure if that'll fly again to bring a romantic interest into paradise or, or it could be the complete opposite other direction where now people, now they've opened the floodgates to bringing uh People from you know the real world <laughs> into Bachelor, into. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, but well, their engagement was beautiful. Um, they're so heartfelt. Like the the love between them truly radiates into the family rooms of America. You know, like you feel uh, it. it's palpable.
5: It's uh, it's something that will definitely change Bachelor Nation. And I think that Demi and Christian did show an enormous amount of courage. Uh, It's no wonder they're busy today. Hey, and as we got to tell the other couples, congratulations on behalf of the Almost Famous Podcast on finding love in paradise. Ashley, to kind of switch gears here, there is a couple that didn't find love in paradise.
8: It's Clay and and
5: Nicole, who we haven't seen a lot about you texted last night and this morning about this, you're fired up that we did <laughs> not get to see their conversation. So before I let you loose, Ash, I want to give a quick rundown of what happened. last night we saw Clay uh, not during the fantasy Suites not able to fully commit to Nicole. He says that he doesn't know if he loves her, which breaks Nicole's heart because she is in love with him. but I think Clay is saying, hey, I want to try to make this work. I think this is something we could do. However, it all ends. It all ends in a kind of like abrupt way it felt on the beach in paradise. I was excited to see them kind of talk it out. It was one of the things I was most kind of anticipating. Ashley, we didn't see it, and I know you want to know why.
0: (laughs) So confusing. So insider knowledge, (laughs) they did film a scene of Clay and Nicole in the hot seat. They had Angela involved. All three of them were there, and they didn't make it in. I love my friends, Jade, Tanner, Carly, Evan, and Chris and Crystal, but I think it's a little bit odd that they had that little reunion segment instead of showing one of the main players, one of the, the, some of the main cast of Bachelor in Paradise Season 6. It's like super weird, especially a storyline that seemed so not finished. Um, when we saw Nicole leave, I at least thought (laughs) that she would like go home and regret what she did because clay did straight up offer to just be a girlfriend and boyfriend in real life. She was not satisfied with not getting engaged. I personally don't think it was the best choice. The guy was saying, I want to be with you. Just not ready to put a ring on your finger. He just takes engagement seriously. And I'm sure he didn't want to do it more than once. And, he wasn't at that point yet. And I don't know how she expected him to be because he did just say about two or three days prior that he wasn't even in love with her yet. So I don't know how he was going to get from that point to engagement point in three days. But hey, who knows? Um, I was just, I feel like myself and the audience were super interested in seeing their hot seat. And it was bizarre that it was cut out.
5: It's super super bizarre, Ashley. But here's one thing I'm confused about. And you can maybe help me uh, a little bit because you do have the insider information. The breakup happens. Everybody's upset. We want to watch. Well, we didn't get to. So as fans, we have to go, okay, why? And Clay comes out last night uh, to answer our question. He tweets, yes, I was at the reunion. They chose not to show my convo with Nicole. I basically explained why I didn't think we were far enough along to get engaged and that I really did want to continue to date and wished her luck. And here's why I have a question with her new relationship. Nicole's in a new relationship. Is this, is something we know?
0: Um, No, all I knew was from Twitter that she was seeing somebody and apparently she's now good friends with Angela. (laughs) They guess Uh, bond over the fact that Clay likes them, but then breaks up with them while he's still interested. But, Eh, Not really, because Clay didn't really break up with Nicole. She broke up with him when he didn't extend her a proposal. Um, Yeah, this is all like super weird. My only explanation as to why it may have been cut out is perhaps it was the exact same conversation we saw on that um, engagement deck. You know, it's just like, uh-huh. I wanted to get engaged, you did it, I'm done, I deserve better. You weren't upfront with me. She keeps saying she was that Clay wasn't upfront with her. I sort of feel like he kinda of was. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I think he was. Like it, Yeah.
5: It was it, it was. Maybe she felt like she needed more on why they weren't getting engaged, but for whatever reason, he was telling her, Hey, we're not far enough along. I don't think this is gonna work. I do think Clay communicates better in his head than he does outwardly, meaning I think he knows what he wants and what he's going to say, but I think he doesn't always say it as well as what he's thinking it, when, especially in moments like this where there's a lot of like tension. And so maybe she just didn't felt like he was explaining himself well enough.
0: True. And I also have to say that I think that Clay is not in the right place to be in a relationship mentally or emotionally right now. He has like uh-uh. some other things he needs to tackle because – the way that they parted seems to be very similar to the way that he and Angela parted. It's just like, Uh, it's like, I like you a lot, but like, I don't know if I can do this yet. Like if I'm in the place in my life, well then you probably shouldn't be dating people because then you're just getting their hopes up and they're getting invested feelings.
5: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you're not there yet, I mean, because Nicole and Nicole and, uh, Clay, had such a good thing going for so long, that it felt like at the very end, when there's actually a decision that him he had made, he all of a sudden realized I'm ready, and that that was too far gone at that point. But we didn't get to see it, and so obviously the show moved on. And what the show moved on to was a few, a lot of time again spent with J P J and Tasha. The show really is enjoying this relationship. To backtrack a little bit more though, during the live show, Ashley, we saw JPJ and Derek have it out for each other again. Still no apologies, still no conclusions, still arguments. Who owes who an apology here?
0: Um, I mean, <laughs> the biggest apology is JPJ to Chris and Crystal for acting out like that yeah. at their wedding. He kind of half assed that apology, right? Kinda, yeah. kinda, um, kind of kind of sort of tried. kind of. Yeah, kind of. See, it wasn't like totally sincere. I wouldn't say. Um, I guess I think that JPJ should be apologizing to Derek. Um, Jordan made it pretty clear what Derek was trying to convey when he's you know when he told he told him about like Instagram and DMs and all that stuff. And JPJ, I really just took, think like took an innocent comment about lifestyle and villainized it. And I think that. I think that JPJ owes Derek an apology if anybody, you know, if if anybody owes anyone an apology. But I also think that um, they're just never going to be friends. Which is like one of those Bachelor in Paradise, like, relationships where it's just like, it's just, they're never going to be friends and they'll try to avoid each other all the time. And I feel like most people have somebody like that, that they, like, kind of dread maybe running into at, like, Bachelor family meetup things.
5: Yeah. Can't imagine who that would be. Um... Well, hey, uh, I want to tease that Taysha will actually be with us in Vegas next week at the iHeartFest. Uh, she'll be sitting down with us to discuss all of this. We'll get some insider information, obviously, because she's the one living it. We'll understand more of how she felt about the JPJ-Derek scenario and also what happened with her and JPJ. Because according to Reality Steve, he says that JPJ and Taysha are no more, no longer together. So – You know what? Reality Steve has been right before. I'm assuming he's right again. Considering JPJ is not going to be in Vegas, so next week supposed
0: to have him. Was he supposed to come on the show? Yeah.
5: Uh. Yeah. Well. Hey. Things happen. Relationships end, and we'll get the inside scoop very soon from Tasha in Las Vegas. We have some massive things to talk about in Bachelor Nation. We have Blake and Caitlin. We have new Bachelor Peter Weber. And we have Mike Johnson's new relationship with Demi Lovato. So before we get to all of that, let's take one last break to talk about some of our favorite people.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me,
2: Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends.
9: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey, to finish off this podcast, as we discussed, we're going to talk about some of the biggest news in Bachelor Nation. We have Mike Johnson potentially dating Demi Lovato. Ashley, what have you heard? What do you know? And is it true?
0: (laughs) I don't know anything, but we are doing an in-depth podcast episode with Mike Johnson this weekend in um, Vegas for the iHeart Festival. And I am so excited to try to pry this information out of him. I'm sure he'll be very coy. But I can see them being compatible. I think they'd be a really hot couple with great smiles together. <laughs> I'm excited to hear more. Or at least, like, even if he doesn't give us anything, like kind of follow their relationship through the paparazzi the way that we have been with Tyler and Gigi.
5: You know, it's going to be awesome next week because in Las Vegas at the iHeart Music Festival, we're going to be able to sit down with Taysha and get the inside scoop on JPJ, something we don't need a lot of know a lot about right now. And then also Mike Johnson with an in-depth episode talking about if he's sad he wasn't chosen as a bachelor. If he is dating Demi Lovato, that's obviously going to be a question we ask. And trying to get to know who Mike Johnson is, I'm telling you, next week is going to be massive for this podcast. And we're so thankful that you're going to be around for it. It's going to be fun. Okay. Ashley, we got to discuss something serious. It's Mm -hmm. been a topic throughout Paradise this year. It Mm -hmm. all ended, and I'm glad it did. So my first question to you, before we start talking about Blake and Kalen specifically, is, and I have an opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. If we weigh all of this out here, all of everything that's happened, and how serious some of these accusations have been, and how serious this uh, this topic and this relationship or lack of relationship or whatever it is has been for blake and Kalen throughout the season i i mean i know i felt the weight of it i think you did as well and i think bachelor nation did as well so here's my question is it inappropriate for anyone especially blake to go to stagecoach next year or this year
0: did you talk about this last week? I forget because somebody else asked me this question. <laughs> I think I think it was on the podcast you were and on, which is funny. And I think Jared and I said that it will be... He, like, has to go for, like, giggles. You know what I mean? Like, he needs to... Go, if he goes for fun or if he goes for, you know, sponsorships or whatnot, which I'm sure a lot will be reaching out as he's now the poster boy for, you know, hookups at stagecoach. <laughs> like... Some beer company out there, like, needs to sponsor him. Um, I Maybe this isn't a joke, but I find it a little bit amusing, and I think that if Blake were to return to skate coach, everything he posts that week in his entire being needs to be super self-aware and funny. Everything's got to kind of be a joke.
5: You agree? I just have a hard time. You, like, really don't with- want him to return to stage coach? No, because I saw how, like... I was feeling for Blake when he posted his videos, like in, as a friend and concerned. And then I also feel for Kalen because of what was released and what's been talked about her. And so, it just feels like this is not like a light top. Maybe it's I just a am dirty place too for seriously. him to be. Yeah, it's just no. like, hey, this has been bad for a lot of people, and it's a, it's been it's been seriously bad for a lot of people. And as a result, when bad things happen. Like when we know there's an env- environment or th- something that is not healthy for us, why make a joke of it and go back?
0: Okay, so I guess I just think that it'll be enough time will have passed where yeah. I, I think that all like time heals wounds, right? And then I also think that he's going to be a totally different person starting now. You know, I just don't think that Blake's ever going to be that playboy he may have been the past year. And I think that both Kalen and Blake made mistakes. Yeah. I think that the worst mistake of all of it was probably Blake Blake um, releasing the text messages. It was pretty distasteful and not gentleman-like of him, I feel. Um, but I feel like they'll be fine. And I I thought it was all kind of like water under the bridge until last night and the whole controversy came up again. But it was pretty amazing how we really didn't think about it the four, past four weeks as I didn't.
5: I, no. And that's the thing is like we've moved on from it. And so it yeah. brings us into then last night on the live show, we're watching this go down for Blake. And I want to I want to say that Blake obviously it was a long conversation Kaylin got very upset. The biggest biggest question to me was, does Blake owe Kalen an apology?
0: For releasing the text messages, I think yes. I think he could have conveyed, without text message proof, people could believe him if they wanted to believe him and not believe him if they didn't want to believe him, but he could have said something just publicly about how his truth was a totally different thing than what she was saying on Bachelor in Paradise. And I think if he would have just let that week blow by without the text message release, it would have blown by. mm -hmm. Don't you think think that the show kind of took care of him in a way? Because towards the end, we were kind of rooting for his redemption. And I think that when he did release those text messages, he was really just like living and feeling in the moment and not thinking about how short-term of a... Like Bachelor Nation has a short-term memory sometimes because next week we're always off to the next drama. So if he was Uh just thinking a little bit more ahead, he'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's going to pass and I'm going to look fine. I really don't... the, The show chooses very few people or very few people demonstrate behavior on the show that is like persistently bad there's not many luke's out there you know almost everyone has their reputation healed in some way or another
5: yeah especially through paradise i feel like paradise is there for redemption yeah um ashley one last question here Blake sits there in the hot seat. I think he knows he's wrong. Kayla knows she's wrong. But the masses disagree with Blake. I felt like everybody in that cast group said, Blake, you've done this wrong. You need to apologize. Yet he still doesn't. Why has the masses gone against him then? If, if all of this seems to have been cleared up in paradise, why is it that they still are holding on to this resentment?
0: Because what's happened between Paradise and that reunion show was the release of the text messages. Uh, Okay. All right. Right? I get it. it. Yep. And I think that's what people found really distasteful. They dealt with all the other drama while they're filming in June.
5: Yeah. That makes sense. Ashley, once again, you are the expert. Okay. To close out this podcast, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to this man. He will be the, the person who... We talk about now for months and months to come. There's still a long time till we get to find his journey uh, as The Bachelor continue. But Peter Weber, Pilot Pete, has been announced as The Bachelor. Here's a little bit about Pilot, Pilot Pete. He loves his family. He also has all the faith in the world that's going to work for him. So he believes that love exists from this show. And he's going to follow Hannah B's footsteps on how she did it. He's scared to death of dating 30 women, but he knows he knows that he can do it if he stays himself. And finally, one of the most interesting things is he's only five minutes from the mansion. His house, where he grew up, is five minutes from the mansion.
0: It's the most mind boggling part of it all to me.
5: <laughs> it's so weird because I remember the mansion felt like a different planet when I was there. Instead, yeah. he's going to look out the, the back door and see this thing for himself. Okay. Ashley, there's some great candidates this year. Obviously, Tyler kind of took himself out of the running. Mike was up there. uh, And it was really, I guess, down to Mike and Peter. Yeah. Um, What do you think? How do you feel? Uh, I know there's going to be some controversy around this. I know that people are going to believe that Mike Johnson should have been The Bachelor. But I also think people are super excited about watching Peter do Peter.
0: And I think that people are really excited about the possibility of Mike and Demi being together. So I think that people might like um, be a little bit more okay with the Peter decision if Mike does end up dating Demi and they get to watch that unfold in you know magazines and on e-news and all of that. I think that they, I think that a lot of people are going to be upset with the fact that they seem to have a great candidate for the first black bachelor and they didn't go for it. Um, Peter seems super sweet. Um, I feel like I don't have like a strong opinion on Peter. I think we had a lot to say about the past couple other bachelors that were, you know, announced the past couple years for this podcast. You know, there was Nick and Ari and then... Um, Colton. And people had like really strong feelings about those. And this season, it's just like, oh, Peter. Yeah, he's sweet. He's like really vanilla. You know, I think that's what everybody would say. But I always trust the Bachelor producers in choosing great Bachelors because they've done it time and time again. I know there's been a couple question marks, but even the ones that people didn't like fall in love with as like human beings maybe like Juan Pablo they did provide outstanding entertainment and all you guys really want out there is to be entertained and for it to be drama and juicy and you know we see Peter as an emotional guy Nick was emotional um, Colton was crying all the time so those those do make for really good bachelors and we'll see you know all we really need is a very dramatic bunch of girls, which they always provide. What do you yeah. think about the choice, Ben?
5: I think Peter's going to be awesome. I do. I mean, I think Mike would have been great too. I don't think they could have gone wrong. I think the show will have controversy or this coming leading up to the show will because they didn't choose Mike. But if we just take everything into consideration that now Peter is the bad bachelor, that's not changing. I think he's going to do awesome. I think he's going to care deeply Uh, we're going to see a beautiful love story unfold. I I do believe that. And I think Peter is going to be authentically himself the whole time. And I do believe there's going to be a comfort because he lives so close. I'm excited for it. I'm a fan of Peter. I think he'll get very similar criticisms to what I did. Um, and ultimately, uh, at the the end of all
0: as to what you did.
5: Uh, boring, uh, not exciting. Like
0: I did say vanilla, you, you know, but you, I do feel as if they chose him because they're hoping that he's been 2.0. Like I've been saying ever since we were introduced to him that there is something reminiscent about you in him. And I don't know whether that's just because you're like these innocent seeming all American men. But there's something, and I really think that you were in their heads when they thought about casting Peter.
5: Well, then, I, then I either way, I, I wish the best for him. And I, but and you're I hope not that Vanilla people, Ben. Well, I, don't, I hope not. I can't really say that about myself, but I will say that um, for me, I really felt supported by the masses, and I really felt like people in kind of came along with me in this crazy experience and I hope the same for him and I hope when he gets off the show he feels that and even if he is a little bit um even if he isn't as as controversial that's okay because it's really up to the woman on the show to to build bring the drama and then also his only role is to pursue this thing with the best of his ability and if he does that I think I think all of us will enjoy watching. Hey, Peter, congratulations. We have our new Bachelor. The Almost Famous Podcast ain't stopping anytime soon. So we'll be talking about The Bachelor for months and months, maybe years and years and years to come. Ashley, what a podcast. What a Bachelor in Paradise season. We've closed another book in the Almost Famous Podcast history. And there are some lovely couples to show for Ashley, once again, you're the best. We'll be back next week with some exciting conversations with Mike Johnson and Taysha. We'll be live from Las Vegas, Nevada, the iHeart Music Festival. We're going out there to rock and roll once again. With that, I've been Ben.
0: I've been Ashley. Can't wait to see you in real life next week. Bye.
5: Oh, See ya.
3: The Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous Podcasts on iHeartRadio, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
3: you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them.
9: we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me,
3: Simone Boyce.